Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I'm joined by my handsome husband, Dewey Vaughn. Yay! Hello, everyone out there in the great big cat world, and hello to my beautiful wife and the star of our show today. Uh, Because, you know, we like to do this every once in a while because this is kind of how everyone out there finds information because we are all addicted to the Google search. So today we're going to be talking about Google search query related to why cat questions. And this is how most people would be looking this up. So this means we've researched what people Google to ask why related to cats. And here are here they are. So let's get started with asking Molly some of these why questions. And Molly's going to be our Google today, and she's going to answer <laughs> these questions. So we're going to start off with the first question. Molly, here you go for 400. <laughs> what are <laughs> what are Not cats? what? Got to be a why question. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was throwing the what out there for four hundred. Anyway, why? Here's the first question: Why are cats afraid of cucumbers? Wow, that's interesting. You know, this is such a silly question, and this question tops the Google searched cat questions like How for the last few that? years. And, well, it's because somebody did a video of a cat cats eating dinner got his head down and they put a cucumber on the floor behind the cat and the cat stops eating and and gets up and turns around to walk away sees the cucumber and jumps like a foot straight up in the air and it is kind of funny because it's so ridiculous because it's like it's a cucumber it doesn't look like anything that would scare the cat. It's not thinking, oh, my God, it's a big, fat, short snake or anything stupid. So I decided to myth bust that one. And one day while Tabasco was eating his dinner, I got a cucumber and I put it on the floor behind him. And he got done eating and he turned around and he saw it. And he walked over and he sniffed it. And he was like, what, what the hell is this? And walked off. <laughs> And so, you know, I've never been able to replicate that silly reaction that cats have to cucumbers. But I'm guessing if there's just something strange and out of place and different in the cat's environment that, you know, it turns around and it wasn't there a second ago, then that that sudden change in environment might be why it's afraid of cucumbers. And maybe it could have been anything. Maybe it could have been a shoe or, you know, a carrot. I don't know that there's anything magical about cucumbers in it, actually. <laughs> I know it would and scare it, me. <laughs> it, it would scare you if I put a cucumber behind your chair while you were eating. Yeah, yeah, because I don't <laughs> like those. I, I don't. I can't eat them. <laughs> it's a silly question, and it is always the number one question. So, what's number two? Hopefully, this one won't be so silly. Okay, for six hundred, why do cats eat grass? 
Mm, that is a good question. You know, I think they eat it, and, and they, if you've ever harnessed or leash walked your cat or let it out in your courtyard and you have grass growing, you'll see it goes over there and it, it eats grass and then inevitably throws up. Of course, not while it's still outside, but once it gets inside, and of course, not on the hardwood floor, but on the carpet, that's it's pretty typical. Um, and if it's eating outside grass, it's not really safe for them because there's sometimes pesticides and fertilizers and things like that that are, are not safe for cats. So not a good thing to, to let them do. You can grow grass indoors for your cat that's healthy. Um, wheat seeds, I buy wheatgrass seeds in bulk and then just plant them every now and then in a, in a little indoor planter, put it up by the sink. And um, and I put it by the sink so that I remember to water it, by the way. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I wouldn't make it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, it shoots up and cats eat it and it's healthy for them. They don't tend to throw up wheatgrass. They do tend to throw up the grass that's in your yard. And so there are some theories as to why they're doing this behavior. Um, when they're eating the grass in your yard, it makes them throw up and maybe you're not feeding them the right kind of nutrition that the cat needs. And so its stomach is a little upset and, you know, it, it needs to throw up. It, it'll help them feel better. You know how sometimes after you've had a hard night partying, you get up the next morning and you're feeling a little queasy. And sometimes after you toss your cookies, you feel better. <laughs> I think maybe Sometimes I feel like I've eaten a lot of grass. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the other thing is, you know, they can be eating grass, again, not just to throw up, but because there are nutrients missing in their food. So it seems like all things stem back to feeding your cat better than you probably are today, um, which means feeding them canned food. Make sure the canned food ingredients do not include byproducts, corn, wheat, gluten, or soy. And uh, feed small, frequent meals, and that will help your cat to feel more satiated. And if you want to really go over the top and be cat parent of the year, then feed them a raw food diet because that is the most species appropriate food. Wow, that's That's a good answer. Good answer. (laughs) So here's number three. Why do cats purr? Now that seems silly, but I guess that's a good Google question. Yeah, it's not a that's not a silly question. We have a lot of first time cat owners out there, and I've seen people come into the shelter that have never owned a cat before, and they and they're looking, you know, at all their options. They're looking at the dogs, and they come in and look at the cats. Well, maybe we'll adopt a cat, and I get a cat out, and you know, holding the cat and petting the cat, and the cat's purring. And a lot of times, you know, they they say, "Can I pet it?" And I go, "Sure." And they're petting the cat, and they can feel it purring and hear it. And they're like, oh, "What's it doing? Is it growling? Why is it doing that?" So I can see why a lot of people, you know, that haven't been around cats a lot would would uh, would Google that question. And, and the answer might actually surprise some people because we assume that cats purr when they are happy and content. They, you know, the mom cat, when they are nursing kittens, will purr a lot. And that's to kind of calm the kittens. So when a cat purrs, it takes itself back to that that childhood when it was warm and snuggly on mom's belly and, you know, and coddled and feeling safe and, and that. So a cat will purr when it's content, but a cat will also purr 
when it's stressed or in pain. And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Um, They have a slightly different body posture. If your cat is purring because of distress, physical distress, it'll usually be in a loaf position and its eyes might be squinted shut. Of course, its eyes might be squinted shut when it's feeling great and purring too. So it is hard to tell the difference. But if you suspect that your cat isn't feeling well and it's and it's purring, you know, you might might talk to the vet about that. I know those purr sounds are different. I can detect them. Um, Pico, for instance, he kind of grunt purrs when it's a pain purr and does more of a long purr. So when he's not feeling good, he goes, and when he's feeling good and it's a, it's a calming purr, it's more like kind of a a constant purring thing. So they purr for a, a couple of different reasons. So I think that's a good question. All right. Well, that is, uh, I, I just try to, you uh, do a really good job of the purr imitation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number four is why do cats need, I guess like with well, all of us, we need something, but their need is a little bit different. That's a K-N-E-A-D, need, <laughs> like you're kneading dough. And the reason they call it that, a lot of people call it making biscuits, um, but they call it kneading because if you've ever made bread from scratch, you get to a point in the dough where you have to knead it, which means, you know, you're you're really massaging it with your hands over and over and over again. And, it, and this is much like purring. It goes back to kittenhood when they're nursing on mom they they do that action where they're extending a paw and then retracting it. And usually then the other, they alternate paws, right? And they're extending and, and retracting. And they usually do that to get the milk flowing. And it's a calming gesture for cats. So if your cat's kneading on you, it's because it's usually sleepy and getting ready to lay down and go to sleep they'll do it in soft spots like in their bed right before they're getting ready to lay down and you know most people <laughs> notice it because they they're stretching out their paws so they're retracting their claws you know claws retract into the toe and then extend out and so when they're needing claws get extended out and if the claws are long, then you really know it if it's happening in your lap because it's poking little holes through your pants. So um, yeah. keep your cat's nails trimmed before they start kneading. And um, it's just a natural calming behavior like purring. A lot of times purring and kneading go hand in hand. So. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really good. All right. So number five, why do cats sleep so much? That's a good one. Yeah, they do. They sleep a lot. In fact, they sleep 16 hours a day. And and you might be thinking, well, I think my cat sleeps more than 16 hours. And if so, it's probably because it's bored. You know, we did a podcast last week on diffusing pent-up energy. And if you think your cat's not bored or has pent-up energy, you're probably wrong. Because we really don't have enough hours in the day to 
to replicate their cycle. So in the wild, their natural rhythm cycle is hunt, catch, kill, eat, groom, sleep. And they do that over and over. Well, they don't do that in a house because there's nothing to hunt, right? Meals are handed to them freely. So they don't really have that natural rhythm. Everything in our house is is unnatural to them. And um, so a lot of times they sleep because they're bored, because they're depressed, because they're stressed. So I would say the more that you can replicate that natural cycle and relieve some of that boredom and depression, then you might find that your cats don't sleep as much. But they do sleep 16 hours a day. And they don't really get into a super deep REM sleep, by the way. Not very often. They do, but not very often. Most of their sleeping is in a very light, that's where the the term catnap came from, where you're you know, sleeping kind of with one eye open. That's how cats are. They're not in a very deep sleep. Because remember, this goes back to them being both predator and prey. So in the wild, when they're sleeping, they've kind of got to be still aware of everything that's going on around them so that nothing can sneak up and eat them. So they're probably catnapping, and they should be doing that on and off about 16 hours of the day. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> you it's know, a lot it's of funny. sleep. About it is. twice as much as we need. You know, you think about it, even the big cats in Africa, they sleep like most of the day and part of the night and, you know, periodically hunt, but uh, they're always on that guard. I mean, you can see them sometimes in videos where they're just instantly wake up out of nowhere because they hear something off in the distance that they can go and devour. So. Okay, yeah, moving smell, on. You know, that can smell will wake them up, too, as soon yeah, as I get that true. turkey out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Sweet. Pico jumps up. Uh-huh. Okay, number six on the top of Google's charts of most Googled why questions for cats is, why do cats have whiskers? <laughs> oh, that's a Good question. A lot of people think whiskers are just thick hair growing out the side of a cat's nose. And and that's not true. First of all, there are whiskers on other places of their body other than just their, their little cheeks. They're on the back of their front legs and, and back legs and places like that. So and and whiskers have nerve endings and and blood vessels running through them. And where they're connected into the cat's skin, it's it's their extra nerve sensors there as well. So if the wind blows, they can really feel it. They actually use them kind of like extra fingers when they're hunting. If you notice when your cat hunts, those whiskers come real far forward and they almost use them like like bumper guards. So if they've got a a mouse, they can tell which way the mouse is going to run based on how the whiskers are feeling. So the whiskers are very important. It's important you never cut whiskers off a cat. Keep your cat away from open flames because if a cat goes over and smells a candle, oftentimes it'll singe the whiskers. Now, it doesn't, you know, there's there's not, a, even though there are little tiny nerve endings in, in the base of the whiskers, it's not like it, it hurts when it singes them off, but they they know they're very sensitive and the whiskers missing and that's 
that's odd feeling for a cat. So, so they have them so that they can feel things with them. They actually do feel with their whiskers. Wow, you know, that's so interesting. You know, catfish kind of do that, too. They have those long whiskers, and they can feel everything Wonder. in the dark. <laughs> oh, is that is that right? They have nerve endings and blood vessels in their catfish whiskers? I have no idea whether they do, but they got long whiskers, and they lie in some of the deepest, darkest parts of the water, and they tend to find enough food to survive. So I mm. assume that's why it is. Okay, number seven. You know, a lot of, a lot of people... Wait, wait, before we move on to seven, another thing that people have always said is that cats' whiskers are the width of their bodies so that they can tell whether they're going to fit through a space or not. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. and that makes and, a lot of sense. You know, I look at cats and I go, hmm, are your whiskers the width of your body? Because I've seen some obese cats who, you know, don't grow eight-inch whiskers, <laughs> so I don't know how true that is, but I would say on a healthy-sized cat, that probably would make some sense. All right. All right. Well, moving on to number seven. Why does my cat reach out to me with his paw? <laughs> you know, if your cat is reaching out to you with his paw, you should start clicker training and teach it how to high five because mm-hmm. that would be a cool thing. But if your cat is reaching out to you with its paw, it usually means that you have reinforced that behavior in some way, shape, or form. So that means that, you know, you it reaches out and touches you and you talk to it or you hold the paw or you say something or you turn around and make eye contact. Cats are amazing at doing things that get your attention because they like to engage. Remember, they're bored and they're probably depressed and they got some pent up energy. And so anytime they can make you look at them or talk to them, then they'll do that behavior. So, and, and that's you paying attention to that behavior becomes reinforcing it. So if you don't want your cat reaching out to you with its paw, then ignore it. Don't pay any attention to the behavior and you will find that it will fade. But usually it's your cat trying to get your attention and tell you something like, hey, I'm bored. Could you pray play with me? Or, hey, I'm hungry. You know, I I didn't eat all of that breakfast because you're only feeding me twice a day and I can't eat that much. And that food's kind of nasty now. Do you think you could refresh it and give me a little small snack? I mean, it could be anything. All cats are such individuals, just like people, but usually it's to get your attention. Wow, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) And so number eight is, why is my cat aggressively biting me when I pet her or him? (laughs) That should have been question number one. That would have been the smartest thing people could have asked, not why are cats afraid of cucumbers, for God's sakes. Um, (laughs) Your cat is aggressively biting you when you pet her because it either is overstimulated because you have been petting too long, too rough, or in the wrong places, or it could be having some discomfort on its body in the areas that you are petting it, or... You could be inducing fear because maybe there's some trauma in that cat's life, either from kittenhood or from its adult cat's life. 
of people's hands being on its body in certain places that are bad memories. So you pet the cat around the chin and the collar and everything's great. And you get just past that hump on the back and all of a sudden it turns around and bites you. I have a lot of people that say, you know, my cat is uh, bites me when I'm petting it. And I say, okay, well, describe exactly what's going on. And they'll say, well, I sat on the couch, cat comes up and gets in my lap like it wants some attention, and I pet her, and then it bites. And I go, well, how long were you petting? Well, it's usually after about the fifth pet. And I go, okay, stop at three. You know, cat gets in your lap, pet it three times, and then put your hands under your own ass and don't touch it again, you know, (laughs) because the cats, cats typically don't like to be manhandled or, you know, have your hands on them all the time like that. I mean, you've seen that. You you want Pico to lay in your lap, and, and when he jumps in your lap, you start rubbing him with your hands, and he jumps right down. Right. Whereas if, he, if you just, when he jumps in your lap, you create a cradle with your arm, and you let him get settled, and then maybe you pet him a couple times under the chin or side of the face, and he curls up and purrs and will sleep with you for an hour, you know, because, but if you start grabbing at him, he doesn't like it. Same thing with being picked up. A lot of people say, well, my cat attacked me when I picked it up. I'm like, well, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) it. He's trying to tell you something. Hello? You know, it's like if your roommate, every time you poke them in the ribs, they punch you. Well, hello, it's not the punching that's the problem. It's the poking in the ribs that that started it. They don't like that. Don't do it. And every cat's different. A lot of cats like to be picked up and cradled like a baby. But if your cat's not one of those, then don't do it. If a cat's acting out aggressively, it's because they're afraid or you're hurting them and or you're making them uncomfortable in some way, shape, or form. Wow, that's really good information. So the number nine question of all those Google questions is, why does my cat cry at night? Now, before you start on that, I know that we had that issue with um, Tabasco, our last kitty, and um, you put out the timer overnight and it just stopped. So I'm sure you're going to take off on something like that, but I I thought that was a really ingenious idea. It just stopped almost immediately. Yeah. Exactly. And the reason that that worked is because cats eat 10 to 20 small meals a day in the wild. And we typically only feed two to three times a day. The average cat parent feeds their cat two to three times a day or worse yet, they free feed dry food, which is boring for a cat. So cats need to eat little tiny snacks not big meals. If you have a dog, go ahead, feed your dog two times a day. It's perfect for a dog. It's okay for us too, not for cats. So you'll find when you feed your cat, you know, we feed four times a day from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. And then that time, which is usually an an eight hour window, is a long time to ask a cat to go without something to eat. So if your cat is crying in the middle of the night, It could be because it's hungry and it's bored. It's the middle of the night. Everybody is sleeping. And so if you have a food timer that goes off at about 3 a.m., which seems to be the witching hour, by the way. I don't know why that is. I've Googled that. Why 
is it 3 a.m. when cats and people and dogs and the whole world seems to kind of wake up and go, God, I can't get back to sleep. And there are no good answers, by the way. But (laughs) (laughs) um, could be they're hungry. Could be they're bored. Everybody in the house is laying down still. It's dark. Nothing's moving. It's boring. Could be that they're seeing other cats outside and are meowing for a territorial reaction or they've seen a predator outside and they're meowing to get your attention, to get you up and look. They're sounding an alarm. Or if your cat is not spayed or neutered, they could be caterwauling in the middle of the night looking for a mate. Um, There's all kinds of reasons. I always start with food because that is typically the one. The other trick about food is you want to make sure you're not feeding your cat right when you get up. You want to wait at least 30 minutes. So like we get up, make coffee, brush teeth, you know, stuff like that, and then feed the cat. Because if the cat associates you getting up with them being fed, then they're going to come up with some really interesting things to get you out of bed. And one of them is meowing really loud because they know that we react to meowing. So could be any number of those things. I'd say you'd have to take a look at, at what you're what you're doing in your cat's daily routine. So those <laughs> were pretty great. good questions. Other than the silly cucumber one, those were pretty good questions. <laughs> yeah, that that is good. You know, and it's good to do that once uh, once in a while, like we do do, is you know, because there are people that are asking questions out on Google that somehow maybe not know who you are or know how to get a hold of you or Maybe uh, haven't asked you that question, decided to ask Google. So it's good to, well, to do that. The other reason I like to follow them is I want to see how they change from year to year. You know, yeah. I, I want to see from from 2019, what were the top nine questions then and 2018. So I like to do them from year to year. Some of them are the same. But when you when you get like, why is my cat aggressively biting me when I'm petting her as number eight, Maybe that's because of COVID. Maybe you got a lot of cats that are tired of you being home and in their face and they're ready for you to get back to work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that you could know? be. Okay, well, that wraps up our uh, podcast this time. And so I'd like to talk to everybody that's out there listening. Let me ask you a favor. If any of you listening to today or any other day have learned something from one of our podcasts or care about the plight of shelter cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. It's super easy. Just go to the store Cat Behavior Solutions website, scroll down past all the products to the bottom, and by the way, go ahead and throw a few in your cart. Then there's different donation amounts at the bottom. You can just add that to your cart and then just go ahead and check out And by the way, you can just keep putting more products in there. (laughs) And, you know, if we have free shipping over $49. So if you've bought a couple enriching products and, and the products that we carry on the store for the most part are all about related to behavior and and in some way, shape or form. I mean, they can be, you know, food additives, probiotics, stuff like that. But if you find that your order is at $40 and 49, you get free shipping, then go ahead and put in a $10 donation and you get free shipping. See, donations donations count for your total order amount. 
And while you're, go do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and while you're out there on catbehaviorsolutions.org, also go out to Facebook and be sure to like our Facebook page because I post all kinds of stuff there. And Instagram also. Follow us on Instagram and check out the blog on the website. There's a lot of good stuff there that we don't do a full podcast on. If someone emails me like one kind of quick question to answer, then we're not going to do a full podcast. I'll just go out and do a blog. So, and you know, donations go a long way because this podcast isn't free. You know, it's as we bought our equipment. So that part's already invested in, but we don't get paid for our time. And it does cost us to be hosted on a podcast platform. And we're hosted at Voice America. Those fine folks at Voice America help to make it affordable for us. But it's not free. And so it's all volunteer. And we're here to help you take better care of your cat and to increase the bond between the two of you and hopefully prevent any behaviors from developing down the line, bad behaviors that you might want to rehome your cat because we don't want the cat to go into the shelter. And we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter Shelter euthanasia euthanasia is the number one cause of death death in in cats. So until next time, everybody, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.